0: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on!
1: What's good, everybody? Welcome to the show. Mike Sempervivi here with you. How are you? Sunday. The mothership is back. Only one hour today. Two hours again next week. Why? I'm all alone again, naturally. Of course, Brian Alvarez is still in Hawaii. He'll be coming back today. He'll be back with me tomorrow afternoon, Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern time. But because he's gone, it gives you a lot more time for you and me. 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529 is the number. If you want to get a hold of me on Twitter, you can as well, at Sempervivi. Brian is at Brian Alvarez. Sports Byline is at Sportsbyline. And the Wrestling Observer Figure 4 website is at WONF4W. The Wrestling Observer is your place for all of the breaking news in professional wrestling and mixed martial arts. Plenty to get into today, and might as well get right into it. Uh, a lot happened this weekend. I don't know if you had a chance to see any of it or how much of it you saw, but there was a lot. The UFC was in Shanghai on Fight Pass, where Michael Bisping just about got killed on his way out the door. Uh, One more fight to go for him, apparently, in London. Although, if you you saw him against Kelvin Gastelum, you wouldn't find him to fight at all anymore. Stokely Hathaway's Was Up debuted on Powerbomb TV. AEW had a really big show in Chicago. Uh, there was a WrestleCade Super Show, the original tribute to Starcade in the Carolinas, that took place last night on Fight TV. And a half hour away from that, there was Starcade in Greensboro. For the first time since December of 2000, there was a show named Starcade. At least the WWE Spiteful House Show version of it. But uh, for the people that went to it, Apparently it was a, a good time. You can't have Arne Anderson out there giving spine busters and appearances by the Rock and Roll Express and not have good times. You know what I mean? And we'll take a look at what went down there, as well as a bunch of other stuff as well, too. The Young Bucks and the rest of the Bullet Club continue to roll at Hot Topic. The Great Kabuki is retiring. Holly and Cyborg has been announced. A ton of stuff. Plus, your phone calls, tweets, and more. We'll be back. This is Wrestling Observer Live.
0: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. All right, back with
1: you. Mike Sempervivi here, Wrestling Observer Live. 1-800-878-PLAYS, the number 1-800-878-7529. We have a lot of great partners here with Wrestling Observer, first and foremost, obviously, Sports Byline USA. Been with them ever since the uh, changeover from IATA at a time long, long ago. Tune in radio, iHeart Radio, all of our over the air affiliates, Sirius XM, CRN Digital Radio, just, just a, a number of great outlets that, that take care of us and we try to take care of them. So I don't know why I would torture them in such a way to begin today's show with Ryan in Cumberland, Maryland. Ryan, how are you?
6: I had a question about this Michael Bisbing, uh fighter. How come there isn't an outrage over him fighting when he's like partially blind, and that's pretty dangerous going into a UFC fight? But everyone's up in uproar about Daniel Bryan wrestling again. I would think it'd be much more dangerous for Michael Bisping to fight again than Daniel Bryan doing a fixed wrestling match.
7: Are
1: you attempting to try to get me to violate FCC rules and start cursing at you this week? You have really been – explain this to me, Ryan, because you know this very well, being in the state – I would believe, not only of confusion, but of one with an athletic commission, you know darn well that Michael Bisping, before he fights for the UFC, or, or anywhere in the world, he has got to, in most cases, pass doctors and pass state athletic commissions which the UFC uh, always adheres to. Where he is being passed, Daniel Bryan is not, by one very important person, the WWE's main doctor, who is not some fly-by-night doctor. He is not someone who you may agree with on everything, but he is most certainly one who has got enough cachet uh, and enough in the bank where his word is taken very seriously. And while he is under contract to WWE, they will not let him wrestle. I mean, this is very cut and dry, and you know this. You are desperately trying to get Daniel Bryan back in the ring, and you are going to probably get your wish once he is gone from WWE.
6: Well, I'm not even probably the biggest advocate. I wasn't in agreement with him going in the Hall of Fame that early, but just said I feel bad for Michael Bisman because he needs the surgery really bad, but he can't get it because he wants to continue fighting, and there's no surgery that Daniel Bryan needs, I believe, that's uh, keeping him out of the ring.
1: Ryan, I want to thank you very much for the call. Actually, I don't. do I really want to thank you very much for the call? I guess I'll, I'll thank you very much for the call just because it'll provide me the transition to say that, well, Michael Bisping does not want to keep on fighting. Well, he probably, maybe he does. I don't know. A part of him, I'm sure, as a fighter wants to, but he's going to be retiring. He's going to be retiring uh, in London, which was the plan, apparently, no matter what, after the loss to George St. Pierre for the 185-pound title that he was going to have his next fight be in London and it would be his last fight, which makes sense. But they called him last minute a couple weeks ago before the Norfolk show. In fact, we were on the air, I believe, with Filthy Tom Lawler, uh, in, in fact. was up, superstar, Filthy Tom Lawler. Um, where Anderson Silva had been announced that he would not be able to go and that he had tested positive for something a performance enhancer by USADA, which knocked him out of the show. Bisping, who took some punishment against George St. Pierre. It's not like he didn't take anything. I mean, he was uh, in a fight and (laughs) lost his title and got knocked around by by GSP. Well, you know, they they call him three weeks later because he was all cleared, uh, technically, or they called him and, and found out that he was cleared and said, could you help save the show, which he did which is not the first time he's done that. It's the first time uh, I believe under the new era of uh WMEIMG that or whatever whoever the hell it is that owns him now. I always mix up all these groups, the AEG group that's in with uh, golden boy promotions or whatever but yeah, so the 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 group that was supposed to have all of these celebrity owners that were really going to boost up the the, the 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 notoriety and the you got to be there feeling of these ufc events you know those same people that don't show up to any of them but will show up to a a floyd mayweather conor mcgregor fight where their fighter is out there making a whole bunch of money for floyd mayweather that made makes a ton of sense now doesn't it in any event he went out there and saved the show by for the people in, in Shanghai. And I got to be honest, you know, the, I didn't get a chance to really, I was in and out of the show uh, from the time that the preliminary started. But you want to hear a, a hype crowd. Uh, they were into it. I'm not saying that they didn't need Michael Bisping on that show. Uh, but I think you probably could have put anybody on there. And as long as the fight was, was good, they were going to be into it. It, it was really a, a fun atmosphere. I think it started it. I think I started watching it at 3:30. I think it came out 3:30 Eastern time, early early on Saturday morning. Um I believe in Canada it started airing at 7 on the Fight Network, but yeah, it was a, a show that probably not a whole lot of people saw, but uh if you did get a chance to see it, you saw Michael Bisping just about get killed. Uh, by Kelvin Gastelum, who I think it was the left, right uh, that that just rocked Bisping's head back. He just as beautiful a highlight real knockout. In addition to being as savage and disgusting a knockout as you'd ever see, he hits the ground. Uh, I don't know, uh, you know, you just you're in the mode. Five punches or so rained down before the ref was able to get in there. You know, he just didn't get in there in time you know bisping took a you know a couple more punches than he needed to i think but uh just a nasty knockout and and there it is <laughs> michael bisping uh in the penultimate fight now seemingly of his career uh brutally knocked out but there you go uh whether this leads to a, a gsp title defense with gastelum um don't know you know uh, i guess it's been speculated we'll we'll rock hold you know exactly how everything's going to shake out we'll see it's even if you know gsp i guess decides to hang on to the belt or if he i guess in theory he could give it up and go do something else have a super fight or something like that if it wasn't in anybody's best interest to actually have him defend the belt which from a sporting point of view obviously isn't the the greatest thing in the world but from a Financial point of view, which is what that company is about right now, you know, super fights are going to supersede everything, and you know, hey, maybe they should be if they can come up with a bigger fight for him or a better fight for him. You know, we won't have to worry about defending that title. So, see, lemons created lemonade when it comes to to Ryan. Um, (laughs) We're going to stay somewhat in the mountains too, and just move a little bit further south, just because this just popped up a little bit before the show down there and down the Appalachian Mountains into Tennessee, where Kane has weighed in on the University of Tennessee's head coaching situation. Serious? Well, not Kane, but his political alter ego, Glenn Jacobs, who's running for mayor of Knox County. This afternoon, Jacobs on Twitter wrote, quote, too many well-founded concerns about Shiano from our community. Hiring would be very unpopular and hurt UT. Please rethink, at John Curry, GBO. I don't know what the GBO means, but for everybody out there who's really confused, Kane is talking about the University of Tennessee American Football Program and the possibility of them hiring Greg Schiano, a retread coach. And he's talking to John Curry, who is the University of Tennessee's vice chancellor, and most importantly, of course... The athletic director. And Shiano, you can take your choice of reasons to not like Greg Shiano, either as a football coach or as a person or both. You know, there's been multiple reports uh, with people for various reasons who have personal umbrage with him, but uh, it looks like he may be in uh, at the University of Tennessee, which uh, it's not just Glenn Jacobs, it is a lot of people who are not happy with that decision. As we've gotten into a moving day in college football, now that the, uh, the season is essentially over, we're moving into college uh, uh, championship season and, and bowl game season. and Tons of guys are, are going in and out. Kevin Sumlin fired today, Texas A&M. Uh, Jumbo Fisher might be in there. Todd Graham out at Arizona State. like Mullins in at Florida. Chip Kelly at UCLA. Yeah, all this sort of stuff. And you can hear more from Glenn Jacobs if you elect him mayor of Knox County, where he has got a personal stake in the public education of his constituents. Be right back. Wrestling Thurve Alive.
7: hey makes it more manageable gets my attention folks i love the free delivery and they take care of the paperwork for you so if you have medicare and you need help for your back ankle near shoulder guess what
5: hundred dollar coupon towards the purchase of a new vantage walk-in bath every call in the next 10 minutes will receive a fifteen hundred dollar coupon towards the purchase of a new vantage walk-in bath your aches and pains can be washed away call right now for a risk-free quote 800-552-6851 800-552-6851 800-552-6851 that's 800-552-6851
0: you are listening to wrestling observer live with brian alvarez and mike sempervivi on the sports byline broadcasting network
1: Mm. we are back wrestling observer live mike sempervivi here with you brian alvarez not here with you he'll be back with me tomorrow 3 p.m eastern time but if you're a member of the WrestlingObserver.com website, and I want to congratulate all of you who took advantage of the Black Friday sale, the Black Friday sale as well too for uh, those of you with possible speech impediments. Love all of you out there with speech impediments, especially the Oh, never mind. <laughs> but oh, congratulate all of you who paid the three ninety nine who are now accessing. All of the great stuff that's available up on the website for the everyday subscriber to the site, and it's a, a value at ten ninety nine nine ninety nine if you pay ahead for the entire year all in one shot. But ten ninety nine a month usually, but three ninety nine a month if you got that, or three ninety nine for the introductory month if you you got that special deal from uh, Black Friday and a ton of stuff up there. All the uh, Wrestling Observer newsletters, which I talked about uh, one of them on on Friday. The uh thanksgiving history of wrestling issue that dave has up there and uh i, I definitely suggest anyone who uh, has got a little bit of a, a history bug in their system to definitely check that one out it, it is fantastic as well as all of the the radio shows and archives of that you get up there as well too just a a ton of stuff so if you love this show you will absolutely adore the website even if you don't like this show And what's wrong with you? You'll you'll absolutely love the website. So give that a shot. And, you know, we're always here with you, depending on where you are in the world. Seven days a week, Monday through Friday, three east, Saturdays at 1 p.m. The Mothership here every Sunday at 6 p.m. And got that Mothership name from the the days of WTBS. And Dusty Rhodes calling World Championship Wrestling that would air at 6.05 for two hours on on Sundays. He would call that the the Mothership, the the main show, the, the big program and they would hype starcade on that show. Love that show. I didn't have cable, so it was always tough, you know, for a long time didn't have cable uh growing up, you know, 83, 84, 85, didn't have cable. And where I was living in in Baltimore, we would be on that loop of of shows where like two weeks would be uh many times the delay uh just because of the bicycle. Uh, of how they would do programming. So it was always cool when you got a chance to see TBS because everything was in real time. You know, they didn't have to, to loop back around again and you know, that, I'm not sure when that went away for us, but uh it did disappear at some point along the line, but uh you know, it was always something when it came to Starcade and it, it wouldn't happen, you know, the the Saturday after. I don't think for the the program I would get like I was saying, you know, we were on that bicycle, but like the next week they would put in the insert for what you missed at Starcade, if you didn't have a chance to check it out on closed circuit or you didn't have a chance to, at that time really it was closed circuit. I mean, pay-per-view came along a little bit later on and there was a little bit of it, but it was still going to the arena. It was going to a bar. It was going to, to place that would, would showcase it and, it was always something to look forward to, and there were a lot of people looking forward to watching w w e Starcade reboot that was taking place in Greensboro on Saturday night. They were looking forward to hopefully seeing that on the network. And they were very upset to find out that it was not on the network. It's kind of a, a weird thing where we're we're going back in time a little bit, you know, with all of this access to to everything. Sometimes maybe the the best way to create buzz for something is to to make it uh, incredibly exclusive. I guess you could say that about PWG, uh. But but making it where this house show you got to be there, you got to be at the house show to see what's going on, and that was the case with Starcade. And like I said, you know that show uh, on Friday when we talked about it, it wasn't sold out. There were still seats available, so they still wanted to drum up interest locally in that show, which. They decided to do in predatory fashion, really, with the WrestleCade, annual WrestleCade event that takes place uh, every weekend in Thanksgiving uh, that began in celebration of Starcade in in the Carolinas, where the history of professional wrestling and the legacy of wrestling is still really strong. Uh, But WWE decided hey we're we're not going to show the thing and who knows maybe it'll show up uh in its entirety somewhere I, I i tend to doubt it um you know as as dvd or network b-roll as somebody talks yeah maybe a match or two maybe like dustin rhodes uh his match with with uh dolph ziggler or with dash wilder uh maybe that that'll uh make an appearance or, or something like that but Uh, We'll have to see. Uh, You know, it doesn't really matter. It's not like the wheel was reinvented on this show. It really was mostly a show for those people who, you know, wanted a little bit of nostalgia, wanted to see Ric Flair, uh, wanted to see, uh, you know, I I guess you did get title matches as well, too. You got a a card, but it was, you know, it wasn't that much more of a unique card than what you would really get you know, on a house show, other than you got Dustin Rhodes and you got some special appearances. As far as, you know, what took place in the ring, it was relatively, you know, pretty pedestrian. Uh, go through the, the 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 card right now for you. Bobby Roode defeated Dolph Ziggler. And the really, the big deal about this was the fact that Arn Anderson was the special guest enforcer for the match. And, you know, Anderson's next situation is uh, well-known and well-documented, but... Much like he did uh, way back when The Undertaker wrestled Ric Flair at WrestleMania and he slid in there for that still visually is one of my favorite WrestleMania moments. I mean, there are others that I think about initially if you said, you know, name some things from WrestleMania. But I swear to God, the camera work and how that whole thing was laid out when Arn Anderson slid into the ring and he gave The Undertaker a spine buster, that was so awesome. And it was so awesome when he did it again, too, with Dolph Ziggler. And the footage is up everywhere uh, with him giving Dolph Ziggler the perfect uh, spine buster. No, no offense to, to to Bobby Roode, but, you know, it's always going to be lacking in comparison. Uh, but but Bobby Roode ended up hitting that glorious DDT uh, after Anderson hit the spine buster to get the victory there. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers? Uh, Rusev, Mike Canellis, and the Colones defeated Brizango, the Ascension, Ty Dillinger, and Sin Cara. Uh, <laughs> Rusev was the biggest babyface uh, in the match, uh, but ultimately it ended with the Bludgeon Brothers just beating up and laying out everybody, uh, laying waste to them, where their push is going to continue, and again, they could desperately use all the help they can get in the tag team division and... Luke Harper has been a, a wasted product. You can say what you want about Eric Rowan, but Luke Harper has been a, a commodity that they have not just a piece of gold that they just haven't really mined out yet. And hopefully this can, can maybe start being the thing. Uh, we, we say that a lot with WWE. We see these stop-and-start pushes. We see, you know, hope springs eternal, and then uh, they, they seem to dash them. So we'll have to see what happens there. Naomi defeated Tamina with Lana. It's fairly short. Which was probably good. Lana tried to get involved a couple times, got knocked off, and Naomi ended up winning with the split legged and moonsault. So I don't know what that means for for Tamina here. Although the new women on the main roster, I got to be honest, you know, other than having a last name of Snuka, um, and, and I'm sure she's a very nice person, but I Tamina Snuka at this point. Do you send her to NXT and hope she can get better, to hope she can play some sort of monster role? I mean, I don't know exactly what you do with her at this point, but there are other people that may deserve the opportunity a lot more uh, in her position, and uh, sorry to say. And and that goes for Lana as well, too. You know, the Lana-Rusev team was great. Lana in any other position, eh, you know, not so much. Dustin Rhodes and Dash Wilder, and again, this is one of the ones you wouldn't get uh, on your standard house show, but Dustin Rhodes rolled out there, they played a Dusty Rhodes tribute video. Gold dust music ended up hitting and then Dustin Rhodes came out. Um with his old natural attire on. <laughs> and and the old natural music from the WCW slam jam album, I think it was, but uh the natural Dustin Rhodes um <laughs> ended up defeating Dash Wilder um, one half of the, uh, revival, uh, still Scott Dawson, um, is out. I'm not sure exactly how long for, but had to be a thrill for Dash Wilder who grew up in the area. Ricky Steamboat ended up coming out and, and cutting a promo. Um, talked about his U.S. title reigns. Uh, Ricky Steamboat was... A, a U.S. champion and a TV champion that, that, that I could I could remember. Ricky Steamboat, one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. He really was. And uh, he had a, a feud with Tully Blanchard, which culminated at Starrcade 1984, uh, before Dusty Rhodes pushed him out the door in favor of Barry Windham and ultimately Magnum T.A. Uh, but uh, Steamboat was really one of my favorite wrestlers uh, growing up. Um, and him and Flair and, and Jay Youngblood and, and guys like that, uh, just awesome. But... Uh, ended up bringing out Baron Corbin to, of course, run down Ricky Steamboat, which brought out Shinsuke Nakamura, who was apparently as over as the day is long. Nakamura ended up defeating Corbin by DQ. No real surprise there when it comes to a house show ending. Uh, Corbin went for the end of days on a chair, but Nakamura ended up hitting him with the Kinshasa, so he ends up standing tall. Uh, the Hardys and Maxwell came out. Uh, <laughs> they introduced the Rock and Roll Express uh kind of talk there there was a very cute uh video online of uh, reby uh hardy posted up there of maxwell coming off stage with matt carrying him out there they waved to the crowd maxwell desperately wanted to go back out the door so uh the the it's already in his blood uh smackdown tag team champions the usos defeated shelton benjamin chad gable the new day and kevin owens and sammy zane in a a fatal four-way to defend their titles. And then the cage went up and saw Charlotte Flair defeat Natalia to retain her title. The biggest deal there, of course, the nature boy, Ric Flair, who they played a tribute video to and came out there and, Thanked everybody, talked a little bit about the old Starcades, and introduced Charlotte uh, to to lead to her victory over Natalya on the way out. uh, Charlotte and Flair strutted up the ramp, which, of course, made everybody happy. And then the main event, AJ Styles defeated Jinder Mahal in the steel cage to retain his title. Uh, The Singh brothers interfered, were knocked off, and there you go. So for those people that were speculating, could Jinder steal the title back? Could he win the title back there? No, not going to happen. AJ Styles still your WWE SmackDown heavyweight champion. We're going to be back. Wrestling a Live. Hey,
8: travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right. Call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them Also,
2: save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock
4: brake system, $1,000. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money.
0: listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. All right, we're back on the show. Mike Sempervivi here with you. Brian
1: Alvarez not here with you. I believe he'll be, uh, no, he won't be back with Dave tonight, but he will be back with uh, Vinny tonight. He was with Dave last night on Wrestling Observer Radio, available for subscribers, wrestlingobserver.com. I'm going to go back to the phone lines here in a minute. But since I talked about WWE Starcade, and I said it was predatory. Why? Because WrestleCade takes place every year. And I'll be talking about WrestleCade probably more as the week goes on, uh, depending on what you guys want to talk about. And we'll see how heavy of a show Raw is tomorrow and SmackDown is on Tuesday. But I am interested, really, as the week goes on, to hear from people who went to or saw. Russell Kate on fight t v or went to the weekend went to the convention down there in 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 winston salem um telling me what, what you know just let me know what it was like. I'm gonna try to catch the show in its entirety tonight. It's still available up on fight t v fourteen ninety nine uh they also show r o h on there as well as some other things as well too the fight t v app and website um powerbomb tv which uh, also picked up beyond wrestling uh that's notable this weekend now that beyond won't be airing on flow slam anymore they have joined up now with powerbomb tv who's got a really large collection uh of, of wrestling promotions up there and uh nova and just uh it goes on and on and on uh but they had uh the was up show uh, the soakley hathaway show and I have a feeling that you're gonna to wanna to hear a Brian show with Filthy Tom Lawler this week as as filthy is going to have some revelations out of that match for, for those of you who saw it or or, or 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 didn't or I'm sorry, didn't see it or, or maybe saw it but didn't notice something that took place during the match. Uh he's gonna have a, a cool story there. Um did you have a chance to see that show? Did you have a chance to see, you know, or, or go to any of the other stuff that took place? Uh, the AEW show, which was a a monster of a show, uh, apparently um, big big time show, and they've had a good year anyway. But Ray Phoenix defeated Jimmy Jacobs to retain the uh, AEW title, uh, which was supposedly an awesome match. Uh, DJ Z, Zima Ion defeated uh the former Pentagon Penta L Zero M. Um, to to win the Heritage Championship, that was awesome. ACH and Sammy Guevara was was supposed to be awesome as well too. Uh, the Eddie Kingston David Starr feud continues on. Um, as as Starr and Kingston are now going to wrestle on December thirtieth after uh, Kingston and A.R. Fox defeated Star and Trevor Lee. So Shane Strickland and Fred Yehi was said to be really good as well, too, and uh, a big crowd there. So if you had a chance to, to to go to any of those shows or see any of that stuff that took place, I definitely want to hear from you as the week goes on as, as well, too. Uh, we're going to be going back to using Brian's lines. I believe we're going to use his studio uh, as the week goes on here. But if you want to give me a call today, I, I'd like to, to have you do so. 1-800-878-PLAY. One eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine, or get a hold of me on Twitter as well at Semper Uh We'll go back to the phones now. John in Arkansas, John, how are you?
6: I am doing well, Mike. I I have to agree on the whole predatory thing, and I also think that they really did miss the boat, you know, by not giving fans on the WWE side that Starcade show. Even though it probably was just, you know, a local, your stereotypical local market house show type thing, it still would have been nice to give to the fans as just kind of a generalized thank you for the hardcore fans. But as we all know, there are certain people up there that don't give give a flying rat's ass about the hardcore fans. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, as far as WrestleKid goes, I have not seen the show. I'm hoping to check it out myself here shortly on the Fight TV app, which, by the way, you can also stream through your standard web browser on a PlayStation console or an Xbox console.
1: Look at you all up with technology. Yeah,
6: I know. It's, it's, it's scary. I've almost figured out how to, how to work my smart TV now. And I've only had it for for about a year. So, <laughs> yay, modern that's, technology.
1: That, that, that's how that works. <laughs> John, I, want to thank you. I do want to thank you very much for the phone call. You know, the thing, it's looking as though, when it comes to that network, and I know there were people that were upset. There were people upset, I think, about the, uh, was it, I know they did the Lesnar show from Japan, but did they go back there and not air the shows? There was another show that took place, a house show, with and i can't and of course you know say within the last year there could have been any of them it could have been multiple ones but i remember there was one that stuck out that people wanted to see or was hoping that would be on there that didn't ultimately end up being on there maybe it was a maybe they had a big show in chicago or something like that with a lesnar appearance or something lesnar and was lesnar rusev or lesnar owens or something like that i can't even remember what it was but um there, there was another one too that they just said no we're not going to go ahead and do and you know they do record everything. You know they they absolutely do for uh, multiple reasons, you know, whether it's just for, you know, the personal reasons as far as guys you know wanting to get better and look at work or if it's to to see how somebody looks on camera or something comes across on camera or again b-roll footage or no matter what it is you know they're always filming at these shows so you know the stuff couldn't end up making it up there but you know they're they're looking to cut back on shows on the network and in fact in the the new issue of the observer which is up for subscribers on the site, you know dave talks about it and I don't think we mentioned this uh, during the week, so uh, I'll bring up what's in there now. Um, it, it, Dave writes, as the schedule already noted uh, here a few weeks ago, or as the schedule noted here a few weeks ago, WWE has now made it official that they are cutting back on the number of pay per view shows in 2018. Uh, the decision was made based on network numbers. WWE increased most months to two shows one year ago, and network numbers patterns didn't change at all. Instead, what happened was the company was adding the expense of a second major show, and to a degree, some of that is offset with the higher live ticket prices and larger attendance, and the key place to generate the revenue, the network, wasn't moving. In addition, the interest level in the uh, B-Show pay-per-views, particularly on the SmackDown side, was not that strong, and he was certainly right about that. He goes on to write that the plan for 2018 is to cut back to 14 shows, with five major shows, Money in the Bank, which takes place on June 17th in Chicago, will become one of the major shows with wrestlers from both brands facing off. There would likely be two Money in the Bank matches and could be as many as four, which we kind of alluded to last week when we talked about the women being, being, being brought up to the main roster as well, too. Now, you may be asking, okay, well, what's the the, what's the other possible one that would take place if we have one women's money in the bank and we have, say, you know, one Raw and one SmackDown title match money in the bank? It could be a tag team money in the bank, which puts a new spin, I, I, I guess, on things and, and could get really, really there. You could really see some out of control, crazy stuff if you're going to have five teams in there or six teams in there and you have 12 guys flying around. Um, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to that, but we'll have to see what takes place. But, you know, one of the, 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 the biggest ones that'll take place, obviously the biggest one that's going to take place is WrestleMania. And I will loosely tie something to that as Gabe Sapolsky has tweeted out today that he's been, uh, quote, I've been trying to get someone booked for years. We finally got him booked for WWN live experience in new Orleans during WrestleMania week. We'll announce him in Cyber Monday's WWN alerts. Go to http:, backslash backslash dot com for info on these events. He drops a hint that quote he's a hoss." The announcement is coming. So, who could that be? Could it be Jack Swagger, who was in the main event of Russell Cade last night on the losing end of things to 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 Eli Drake? who also defeated John Morrison in the the process, I should say. Not in in progress, not in the the wrestling company or in motion there, but in the process, uh, ends up winning there. And that match is going to be uh, airing on Impact. They're actually going to be taping that. There were, I guess, a a couple of different uh, companies taping things. Um, So that match will be showing up sooner or later on Impact TV. Uh, The title defense from him. Uh, Eddie Edwards, and speaking of, you know, I I should bring this up since it brought Impact up, too. Um, The X-Division champion uh, is uh, Taiji Ishimori, which I don't know how many people remember that or not. But yeah, Taiji Ishimori is still the the X-Division champion, and he's actually going to be defending the title here. Where is this here? Because there was actually some news out of NOAA with the announcement that Kabuki is going to be retiring. So let me find that here for you. Great radio, of course. This is Brian Alvarez Wikipedia-style here, isn't it? Yeah. Teichi Ishimori defends the Impact title against Speedball Mike Bailey on uh, coming up on Tuesday. Um... That news, followed by Eddie Edwards, uh, will be defending the GHC title. Uh, I'm not sure when Eddie Edwards has made his last appearance in Impact. It wasn't all that long ago, but he's going to be defending uh, the GHC title on December 22nd. I believe it's against Keno. And on that show, Great Kabuki will be uh, actually wrestling his his last match at the age of uh, 69 years old. So, nice. Uh, But uh, he's not going to make it, unfortunately, uh, to January 4th and the Tokyo Dome, uh, where he has been a participant in the pre-show Rumble uh, in years past. Uh, Unfortunately, he won't be doing that, it seems, but he will be going out on December 22nd. Uh, Kabuki was actually in the very first Starcade as Starcade tie-ins continue in 1983. Uh, he, He wrestled Charlie Brown from out of town, which was boogie woogie man jimmy valiant under a mask it was a mid-atlantic tv title versus mask match and kabuki alongside gary hart ended up losing and kabuki uh i believe departed the promotion not long after that i believe going back to world class for a while as charlie brown from out of town sooner sooner or later went back to being of course uh the boogie woogie man jimmy valiant and, you know a guy who who Went to that first Starcade, and also a guy who is suffering immensely right now as War Eagle is echoing in his head and Tumors Corner is completely toilet-papered this morning. Jim in Virginia, suffering Crimson Tide fan. How are you, Jim? Oh,
7: man, I can't can't believe it. Well, that's all right. They they still might get in there somehow. You don't ever know. But what I want to talk about today is you were talking about WrestleCade. Cade. Russell Cade, if I'm not mistaken, happens every year in winston Salem, North Carolina, at the Benton Convention Center. Sure does. Do
1: what now? It sure does.
7: I thought I thought I was right on it. I seem like I read has it already happened, was it like Saturday night or? Yeah, it was a whole
1: weekend. You know, they got a whole weekend full of stuff because, like, it's over a hundred wrestlers end up coming down for it, and thousands of fans, you know, hit that area down there. And uh-huh. it basically ended last night. I think they had some stuff going on today as well too. But basically, the super show was last night, and it's available. Uh, like I was talking earlier on Fight TV for fourteen ninety nine, if you wanted to see that. Uh, it was a really, really big, long show with lots of different people on it.
7: Now, what I read is it said that Jim Cornette retired he manager. did indeed
1: yeah huh. that that's the, the 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 big surprise uh announcement from last night was the fact that jim Cornette uh announced his retirement from from managing which no i never thought you'd ever see and jim i want to thank you very much for the call Take but care, yeah man. absolutely my man and You know There was a lot of stuff on this show. Jerry Lawler defeated George South, which for fans in that area, let me tell you, that's a lot more fun than you you would ever think it would would appear on paper there. I swear that's the truth. But uh, Jim Cornette managed Dan Severn, uh, which he had earlier on in his career in a match against Josh Woods. And after the match, after Severn won, Cornette thanked the fans and thanked uh, the, the, the people down there for having one of the greatest runs in his career, and that after all of these years, after 35 years... He didn't want to embarrass himself. He didn't want to go on for too long, and he's out the door. And you thank Dusty Rhodes and Jim Crockett Promotions and the Midnight Express and everybody else. And we have seen the end of the Louisville Slugger and the Louisville Lip as a manager. We'll be back, Wrestling Observer Live.
2: 800 223 0992. 800 223 0992. That's 800 223 0992.
0: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
1: All right, back on the show. Limited amount of time, but I want to sneak him in here. Josh in Tampa. Josh, how are you?
6: Hey, appreciate you taking my my call. I'm a long time listener. Um, I've uh, been watching wrestling for most of my life. I'm 35 years old, and uh, I was just wondering. I mean, I know wrestling's never going to be like it was in the 90s and the early 2000s with the you know with the greats and the legends and stuff. But do you think there's any chance that the WWE might re-sign CM Punk? Or uh, is there an error also? On the other hand, do you think there's any any chance we might see Stone Cold back in the ring?
1: Well, I tell you what, I want to thank you very much for the call. Stone Cold, no way. I think with that neck condition, could we see him in there uh, opening beer or kicking somebody in the gut and delivering a stutter? Absolutely. But I think, you know, I don't know if he's even got that interest anymore with some of the side projects he's had and some of the successes that he's had, including that Broken Skull Ranch show. I'm not sure, and I know physically that the the risk is very high for him if he comes back. When it comes to CM Punk, I don't believe so. I've been a proponent that I don't think there there's any way. And in wrestling, I know you never say no, but I don't think with the lawsuit that took place, I don't think with the the animus between the two groups uh, that and CM Punk, frankly, his personality and him and and him bending on a principle or what he believes to be one of his principles um i i just can never see that happening and again you never say no in this business but that's a tough one for me to 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 believe that we could ever see happen hey want to thank everybody that's been here this week with me solo I want to thank all of you out there for listening. I want to thank producer Dom earlier on the week. I want to thank producer Scott here in the last couple days, too. I really appreciate everybody that helps to make this show possible, and especially you for listening and and calling in. Brian and I will be back tomorrow, Monday at 3 p.m., and we are here with you every single day, seven days a week. For all the information on professional wrestling, mixed martial arts, and this program, I invite you to check out WrestlingObserver.com, and we will talk to you again after a while.